Sometimes I like to imagine the world after us, the strange mammals that will emerge, the abundance of biodiverse plant life taking over our fields and factories and so on. I don't think this world will be better. I maintain that we are the most interesting thing to happen on Earth, and there is real beauty and meaning in our curiosity and compassion, even as we also cause and witness so much suffering. But at any rate, there will be a world after us, after each of us. And that's why there's life insurance. It exists to provide a financial safety net to those who love and count on you. Policy Genius's technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Policy Genius. Because there will be a world without us. Welcome to Dear Hank and John! Or as John likes to call it, Dear John and Hank. It's Catherine! I'm Catherine Green. We're here to Neither give you... Neither John nor Hank. We're here to give you some dubious advice, answer your questions, and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. It's gonna be so good! How are you doing, Catherine? I'm alright. It's turning, starting to be spring here in Montana. Mm-hmm. So... Had any recent visits from Taylor Swift? No, no. Um, I don't think I don't think she knows that Montana exists. Sure, she does. Yeah. Sure, she does. Mm, I bet if she needs to go to mountains, she's like over there in the Swiss Alps or something. I bet. I bet she's here right now, and you she's, just don't know it. She's living a hot lifestyle. You know who is here right now? Actually, who? who? Ingrid Nielsen. Really? Yes, she's in. Uh, she's down near Bozeman. What? That's what I said. I was like, I see how it is. Oh my goodness! Come I mean, Bozeman's pretty far away. It's not close. It's really, you know, it's like one of those things where you're like, you were in Ohio and you didn't tell me? That is a completely different thing yeah. than being in Montana. No, yeah, there's a lot of Montana. <laughs> uh, but what's she doing in Bozeman? I don't know. Some thing. Yeah. She's, important. Yeah. Cool thing. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, well, I think we'll see her when we're in L.A. soon. Uh, so that'll be good. Right. Well, fingers crossed. Uh, wow. But I bet I bet Taylor's here too. I feel like I, I think she is. I don't know where she's at. You have a feeling. I do. I have you this have a feeling. Sense I have a, yeah. that Taylor Swift is in the area. Is nearby. No, Ish. I don't think I don't think you're right. Cosmically, she's nearby. <laughs> she is closer than she could be. <laughs> if she were, if she was in space. Yeah, she's not in space. Or, she's here on Earth. Yeah. Just like all the other Earthlings, right? For the most part, yes. It's a very, very <laughs> tiny, tiny percentage of human Earthlings who are not, not here on Earth, and they're still very close. They're by. real close. I, yeah, I recently I found out the, that oftentimes the, the space station is closer than lots of places on Earth. So, like, if this, you can see the space station overhead, it's much closer to you than like Florida. Sure. Yeah, or anywhere on the other side of the yeah. globe. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yes. Like, yeah, even if you could go straight through. Yeah. Still closer. Like like the people on in on the space station are closer to people most of the time than uh people in like New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Did, 
It's a really big planet. You could be, yeah. It's, it's a it's a big planet. It's a big planet. And it's, it's round. And the atmosphere is very thin. It is very precariously thin. Precariously thin. Yeah. Terrifyingly thin. Yes, yes. I'm getting anxiety. Let's stop talking about it. All right. Um, how am I doing, is the question. Oh, uh, how and how are you also doing, Hank? I'm good. I, uh... I have a, have a little bit of gas. Mm, that's uh, pretty much constant for me. I just floor. don't even talk about it. You know, I think I might unbutton my pants. Yeah, you should be comfy. Yeah, I gotta make up, make myself comfy. Um, what's that face? That was me suppressing a burp. Oh. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, this is already better. This is already more comedy than any Dear Hank and John. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> I don't know, Catherine. I think if you could let one or two go, people would really enjoy it. We'll see. Um, and I also, uh, I on my Tumblr, I made a uh, a critical statement about the song Cecilia and the Satellite. Oh, God. It wasn't really a critical statement, even. I, I guess traditionally critical. It in was that, a joke. Well, it was a bit of a joke. And also, I, like, I actually feel like if I was a songwriter, I would have played it different. But, of course, that's fine. Uh, and, like... Different creative people make different creative choices. Sure. But, yes, I was just talking about how I feel that the metaphor would have been more powerful without the addition of, and you are the sky. Yeah, yeah. Because a satellite implies a two-body system in which one thing revolves around another. That's what a satellite is. It's anything that, that revolves that around... That is what a satellite is, yes. 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 And like the moon The moon is, is a satellite. Yes. Um, and, uh, and I was like, what a beautiful thought. And then he says, and you're the sky. And that just like messes the whole metaphor up yeah, for me. It's what like, even does the sky mean? Yeah. The sky is like the thing that we see from the earth. Yeah. So like, who is the third impartial observer that is observing both he, the satellite <laughs> and she, the sky? Is it me? The, Most people the, are just like, do, 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 the song do, listener. Do, 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 do. And Hank's like, wait a minute. <laughs> The other what do you mean when you say sky? We were watching Ag- Agent Carter last night, and there was a periodic table in the background, and it didn't have any of the atomic weights on it. And I was like, what is even the point of that periodic table? <laughs> yeah, it's like, a beautiful I... drawing. It's just for art. It's, it's you can look up nothing of interest on this. Pretty colors. <laughs> I don't know. Not useful. Yeah, I was... The whole point is... I, the, had, yeah. I had to point out to Hank that... Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is is not based on science. Yeah, I did it. I did. I did. What did I say? Oh, they were talking about this photon beam. Oh God, no! And that and yeah. yeah, and so they're shooting a bunch of photons. They're using words that science has made. Yeah, but they don't mean what science right. makes but, them mean. But then they're talking about how it's going to travel in a parabolic arc. Oh yeah, no. and I'm like, why would photon? They're they're photons. <laughs> they're they are, they have no mass. <laughs> they're not going. They're not. I mean, they, they, they're very slightly parabolic arc, arc due to the distortion of space-time by the gravity of Earth. Sure. That is the only... But, like, that's not going to matter not, on the scale you're aiming in. No, no. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So I sometimes... I am sometimes that guy. Yep. And I don't want to be that guy. Well... And several people on Tumblr criticize me of being that guy. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, you kind of are that guy, but, you know, it's... You're not doing it maliciously. No. No. It's just... No. It's just, but, like, when Neil deGrasse Tyson is that guy, I'm yeah. kind of, sometimes I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. Just have a good time. Yeah. But then I'm like, why are there no atomic weights on that periodic table? He you destroyed... a good time, Hank. Yeah. That's he's, the thing. He's, it's his way of having a good time. Yes. All right. Which, which, yeah, you know, that's fine. That's fine. Everybody has Doesn't their own way... mean you want to hang out with him every day, Yeah, though. find your bliss, Neil deGrasse Tyson, whatever it is. <laughs> Criticize popular uh, media 
for Precise. for its depictions of things. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, do you have a short poem for us, Catherine? I do have one prepared. It is the shortest one I could find. Good for you. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> and we don't have to talk about it afterwards. It's by D.H. Lawrence, who was a writer. Is he no longer? And apparently a poet. Oh, he is no longer. Correct. Okay. Yes, he is a former. Uh, it's called Tourists. Okay. There is nothing to look at anymore. Everything has been seen to death. <laughs> Great, great Dear Hank and John poem, Catherine. Thanks. I, you look really proud of yourself we right were, now. I am. I feel proud. <laughs> <laughs> As a person who knows nothing about poetry and has minimal interest in it. <laughs> That's not true. You like poetry. Uh, More than I do. I suppose. I mean, I, I can appreciate it, but yeah. I, I don't seek it out. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm, I mostly have a... I, I just feel like I... Uh, my brain... <laughs> Has has very structured ways of understanding the world. It's and challenging to it's absorb. It's taken yes. a long time for me to develop these structures, mm-hmm. and they work. And they function well. Mm-hmm. And then when like poetry is sort of designed to disrupt those fu- those structures, yes. And then I'm just like, I can't work. <laughs> no, everything breaks. I don't have I don't have those I don't have those other ways of understanding the world. They're just not there. It is very challenging for you. All right, understand, Catherine. We've got a question. Oh, let's do it. We're going to do questions. This one one is from Michaela, who asks, Dear Hank and Catherine, Dogs and cats have a higher average body temperature than humans, which causes them to always feel warm and soft and cuddly when we touch them. Mm. Does this mean that when they touch us, they feel a cold sack of human flesh, since our body temperature is lower than theirs? Oh. I mean, have you ever touched another human? That's... Yeah, they feel warm. Yeah, ish. They depending feel warm. on what part, what you're, part touching. you're touching. Yeah, and generally the part doing the touching is, is colder the cold than part. The, the part you're touching. Um, I have always been impressed by my pet's abilities for for like me to come in from the outside winter time mm-hmm. and go to them and be like, "Give me a cuddle," and yeah. they don't like if I did that to you. Oh yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. All the scratching and biting. Yeah, but if but like pets are just like, Mom, I'm just laying here. I don't know. Like, how are you not totally uncomfortable when I put my frigid hands on your... Lemon didn't even have hair on her stomach. And I'd just be she like, yes. And she never cared. Yeah, I don't know. Um, she didn't have fat either, so I don't, I, no. I don't know how she managed. No. Um, but... Oh. Yes, I think they do, but I, I think that it says a lot about them that they don't seem to mind. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, what is it unpleasant there for? Right. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they're hot. Maybe, maybe they they're want, hot. Maybe they want to cool off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they always rub up against people and they're like, oh, you're so cool. <laughs> I love it. That does not does not seem to be our pets though, because when the fireplace worked, which it no longer does, Ugh. they would just lay there. Oh yeah, until and, um, oh yeah, until, until until like until searing. Yeah, until like dangerously hot. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I think that they uh, yeah yes. I think the answer to your question is yes. I think it yes. I think it's yes, but also um, it's not as impactful to them because. They yeah. can manage their temperature better, maybe? Maybe. Possibly? Yeah, I mean, I think humans are just wusses. Yeah, we're just not good at it. Like, I'm cold right now. Yeah. I... Wearing a hat and a hoodie. Oh, God. Inside. I, yeah. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, we're just bad at being people. Yeah, just, well, uh, animals. Bad at being animals. Be bad at being animals. Yeah. Yes, because uh, we have other skills. Yeah, we have. Yeah, because we've gotten so good at being like, oh, and this is bothering me. I'll fix the problem. <laughs> animals are like, oh, this is bothering me. So. Yep. <laughs> like, Ride am, it out. What am I gonna do? I got t- I got two choices: <laughs> die or live with it. <laughs> Sucking it up. Sucking it up. Good animals are good at that. Thank yep. you, animals, for being so good at that. Yep. Well, thanks for your question, Michaela. Yeah. Um, weird thought to have had, but <laughs> I have another question, Hank. Okay. It's from Natalie, uh, and she says, Dear Hank and John, or Catherine, my brother and I are currently fighting over a ball, which I took from him because I wanted it. <laughs> you have very good grammar. Now, I know you're wondering, how could a two-year-old send emails? Uh, That is what I was wondering. Yes. Well, I am, in fact, 16, and my brother is 14. Because I took the ball, my brother is now taking my things. He has my textbook. This will most likely continue until one of us gives in. I will not be the one. Anyway, I was wondering, what's the most petty thing you guys have fought over? Any interesting insults get thrown around? Now, I'm assuming he was hoping to get this question answered by you and John. Right, yes. But, but, uh, unfortunately, but that's not what's going to happen. John's not here, so... And she, I believe. Oh, sorry. Yes. Natalie. I don't know. That's weird. You just assumed that it was two brothers because because that was more it the seems... more likely situation for the bickering. Yeah. Uh-huh. It does not... Yep. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> even though I read Natalie at the beginning. You did. Sorry, Natalie. Uh, um... Uh, well, first, let me say you, you can you can talk about petty arguments you've had with John, though, even with, even though he's not here to defend himself. No, I want to no, but I I, I want to first give Natalie some advice. Oh, sure, yeah, give that ball back. Seriously, come on. I mean, you're gonna be the one. Just you know, you are. I know that you're the older sibling here, uh-huh. and uh, and there's a power dynamic, and mm-hmm. that power dynamic is I'm sure uh, has a lot of different stuff tied up in it in your sibling relationship. But yes. remember that you, as the older, see, I'm coming this. We're both coming at this, Catherine and I, as the younger sibling, and we're like, come on, <laughs> you be the bigger person. Be the yeah, because your brother, a 14 year old, is doing his best to keep up uh, to yes. appearances and be like, ha, I am, I am equal on equal footing with you. But he's not. Yeah, he's the younger sibling, yes. and he's always going to feel. That's More slighted. Yes, than that's you. the thing you'll have to learn is, you know, when you have power, when you're in a position of power, yeah. you should not abuse it. And also understanding when you are in a position of power, which can be very difficult and is the source of the majority of conflicts in the world. Mm. When, like, misunderstanding how powerful you are. Interesting, um, yes. yes. I, yeah. I, that, is how, that is how I feel. That is a feeling that I have. That's I have not done any psychological or sociological research on this. <laughs> um, but uh, do we have any arguments? Um, any, any useless, petty things? Petty arguments? Yeah. Silence. Uh. Uh, we never fight. Uh, you, you do not like it when I leave the lights on. Oh. You're always like, hey, are you... <laughs> What? Yeah, I guess that's a thing. Yeah. Cups. I, oh, yeah. Well, the cups is a definite thing. I'm like, why? What, is this your cup? Is this also your cup? How about that one over there? Is that your cup? I can see three of your cups from where I'm sitting, <laughs> Hank. Why do you have so many cups? Why did you just get a new cup? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some... Uh, yeah. That's fine, though. You know, I mean, on the li- on the level of yeah, no, that is a that is a petty, petty argument. That yeah. is yes, and I and I am like, and it's not even really an argument. I'm just kind of like, you did it again. 
you know, I'm not, we're not like, cause you know, yeah. you know, it's, you're wrong. I do. So it's I'm not like, like, we're I'm arguing like, about it. What happened was I, I forgot. forgot about everything in the world. <laughs> I forgot that the rest of the world existed and I was thirsty. Yep. And, and I, the thing, what I do when I'm thirsty is I go to the cupboard and get a cup and put liquid in it. Yes. I don't think about whether I have a cup. This is important uh, husband-wife communication. <laughs> like, you have to know these things about each other. That, like, Catherine thinks, <laughs> conceives of the world differently than I do. Yeah. yeah you yeah. see a bunch of objects. Yes. Around. I do not. Nope. I, I you never. You're oblivious to the objects. I never, I have no idea objects are around. Oh, yeah. Man. It's I have, crazy. I have, like, uh, I can tell, like, objects that I'm focused on. Yeah. Like, the microphone. Uh-huh. I'm very aware of the microphone mm-hmm. right now. Yes. I'm very aware of where it is. Do not touch it. And and I feel, and when we're recording games with Hank stuff, I'm always like, Catherine, be more aware of the microphone. You have no idea where it is. <laughs> and I'm constantly laser focused on where that thing is so that people can hear me. And you're like, off over here. And you're just having fun, like, back on the couch. And I'm like, come on, we're making content here. I'm trying to live. <laughs> Let me live. <laughs> yes, whereas the world is just full of objects for me. No, yeah. It I'm... is literally just cluttered <laughs> with objects. So many. They're all, and they're all looking at me and they want me to do something with them. <laughs> oh, God. It's really stressful. It's, yes. <laughs> That was very, very different ways of looking at But you have to understand. Anyway, we just went right away from that That's question. Fine. That's fine. Have you ever ever watched My Brother, My Brother and Me? Listened to? Yes. Uh, that, that podcast is so much funnier than Dear Hank and John, and they never talk about the questions. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the goal is a little bit different. <clears throat> the goal is different. They never talk about death. Um, I mean, geez. What kind of podcast is it even? Seriously. Come on. <laughs> Gotta at least acknowledge it. Yeah, I just want to talk about my brother, my brother, and me, every, like every episode of Dear Hank and John, because I want all the people who watch, who listen to Dear Hank and John, to know. There's so much of it, though. There is. You don't have to listen. That's the other thing. You are like you feel like there's all these objects in the queue of of my brother, my brother, and me, and that's stressful. Uh, yeah, that you're never going to listen to all of them. Yep. But I'm just like, oh, I'll just listen to the most recent one. And if I've listened to that one, I'll listen to the one before that. Oh man, no. I listened to one of the first ones, and I was like, why did I do this? It's less good. They didn't know what they were doing. Eh. The audio quality is bad. The, I mean, it's like it's not not funny. It's good. It's just less good. Why would you start at the beginning when like what like sometimes I'm like why would someone start at the be- no one would start at the beginning of Vlogbrothers. You would go back and watch Vlogbrothers maybe because you have like you want to like have right, the institutional but that's not knowledge. Where you're start. That's not where you're gonna start because if you did, you'd be like, what? This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why did anyone ever watch this? <laughs> this terrible, terrible video. Yeah. These super awkward people. Super awkward, low quality, yeah, well, both technically and as far as the actual content performance itself. Performance wise. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Catherine. Yeah. We want to do another question. I think we should. Okay. Sorry, we didn't really answer that one, but you know. Let's do a more serious question. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, this one is from Laura, who asks, "Dear Hank and Catherine." Doesn't actually say that, but let's just go with it. Whatever. I'm in college, and I have had a boyfriend for a year and a half. I love spending time and going places with him and his family, but I'm often uncomfortable because they are very rich, and I am definitely not rich. His parents took us out to some fancy dinners, for which I have to buy fancy clothes that I can't afford, and it's an odd situation for me because I never went out for fancy dinners growing up. 
Do you have any dubious advice for me to how to feel more comfortable in situations like this? Two different questions here. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely several issues. Yeah. Uh, Laura, is it? It is. Um, well, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, guys? <laughs> I feel like I had a, not 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 quite a not, not the exact yeah experience as you. That's why I thought this would be a good question. But for a us. similar one. Um, Hanks. You allowed to say family. it. Family. <laughs> Parts of it, at least, are far better off than mine, mm-hmm. and uh, just had different expectations of what what life was going to be like. Right. Um, and that included, you know, fancy, fancy cocktail parties and whatever. The country events, club events, yes, yeah. things at things at the country club, Ugh. and you know, where <clears throat> if you were raised with it, it wouldn't seem strange at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an outsider, and especially someone even from a slightly different culture, mm-hmm. um, I grew up in Connecticut. My family is from the South. So, not quite the same there. <laughs> and did not have, you know... Anyway, um, yeah, uh, I don't know about needing to get more comfortable with that. I think it's all right to maintain the discomfort Mm -hmm. in some aspect. Right. I mean, like... Because, like, you don't want to be, I don't know... A different person. Right. And also, like, to become comfortable with fancy dinners all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... I don't know. I feel. I maybe wanna, this is me judging. Right, but you want to be a little more connected to reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, not not everyone is able to do that. Obviously, right? You, like you're like you're saying, you know, and um, it's the kind of thing that you want to appreciate as exceptional, right? Not the kind of thing that you want to consider as normal. Yeah. And thanks for putting those words out there because I was having a hard time with it. I yeah, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I am a professional talker I, into I didn't microphones. Wanna, I didn't want to sound judgy, but know, everything really, that was yeah. coming to my mind was sort of sounded, sounded judgmental. Judgy. Yeah, um, because you know, it's uh, it's a cultural difference, and like people who are who are like ingrained in a culture can have a very difficult time um, realizing how exceptional mm-hmm. it might be. Mm-hmm. At the same time, even the even like sort of lower middle class experience in America is a much uh, is a, is a is a luxurious lifestyle globally. Yeah. So absolutely. like, there's always that kind yeah. of yeah, yeah. tension. I'd and say so, yeah. I mean, to help you with the thing about feeling more comfortable, um, you could just have like your own personal like maybe a little game you play. Like, how many times does something strange happen, or like yeah. something that seems I don't know. I can't think of a specific event. You but can kind like, of consider it. How many as... times does the waiter say your boyfriend's dad's name, <laughs> <laughs> or call him Mister Something? Yeah, or whatever. I don't. Yeah. Whatever it is, I don't know. What, yeah, what to your consider it of these... sort of an anthropological experiment. Is, right. I yeah. think what Catherine is suggesting. Yes. Um, and, and with time, it does get more. Yeah, com- and also, more you know, appreciate it. Yes. You know, and be like, wow, this is really. Interesting and yeah. delicious. Yeah. And. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but then as far as like this this what I consider to be the practical problem yeah. of like I I need to buy clothes for these experiences. They yeah. don't. Cons- it's very difficult for a rich person mm-hmm. to consider that. When, like they are taking you out as a gift to you, right? Right. And, and they have no idea, and would probably be terrified to hear that you have to uh, spend what is a significant amount of money to you, yeah. and like make a significant sacrifice yeah. in order to have this experience. And and the hope is that like these people just want to make you feel comfortable, feel happy, yeah, um, and and feel supported, and they don't know that that's happening. Now, figuring out how to tell them that that's happening without like it being really awkward is hard. Yeah, I mean if if I my question is if you have you ever discussed this with your boyfriend? Right. You've got you've been together for 2 years, you year said. And a half, yeah. Okay. Well, that's not very long, but But long enough to maybe to, enough to bring to have, it up, to yeah, be know. like he knows something about your financial I would situation. Hope so, yeah. And also, you know, like maybe you're like, "Well, I love seeing your family. Mm-hmm. Could we do something else next time?" Right. Whatever it is. Yeah, I love seeing your family. And I, and or, like, I, yeah, just like approaching it from like a purely rational standpoint might be a nice thing to do and be like, uh, is it okay if I wear the same dress every time? Yeah, I mean, is that going to be weird? I would definitely, I would do that. Because like, there is also a kind wear of. Wear the same dress every time, yeah. put, a, put a different scarf on. Yeah. Or, you know. Don't think you have to get a different dress for every time you go out. Yeah. They, I mean, chances are they will not even notice. Yeah. And if they do... And if they do and they don't like it, then, like, yeah. that's a conversation that you have to have with your boyfriend because then they're judging you for your... Yeah. For, for like, something that is not in your control. Correct. Which is not something that good people do. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes you, you fall in love with people who don't have good relatives. But that it is sounds tr- like they're nice. It sounds like they're nice. It sounds like you've got a good situation and, so. like... It'll Ho- be totally hopefully, handleable. Hopefully, I don't know. Just yeah. stick, just stick with it if you feel like it. And if you don't, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice, Catherine. Do you want to ask another question? <laughs> oh sure. Um, this one's also kind of uh, serious, but right. uh, it's from Emily, who asks, "Dear Hank and Catherine, how do I get over my anxiety associated with driving?" Mm. I was hit by a car my freshman year of high school and broke my ankle and had to be in physical therapy for a very long time. Now, I guess because I now understand the real dangers of driving a car, I don't like driving. It is the source of most of my anxiety. I'm a senior in high school and have had my learner's permit for a year and a half. How do I get over this anxiety and actually drive? Mm. Ugh, this Um. is a very... America question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in America, <laughs> like, for, for people who aren't, don't live American lifestyles, including people in America who might live in big cities, um, yeah, driving is very, like, oftentimes you can't do things without a driver's license that have nothing to do with driving. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it is your ident- your piece of identification. You can get non-driver's license identifications, yeah, but they're much yeah, more yeah. rare. Yeah. And, uh, and, and driving is very, like a, like a, very necessary part of life in a lot of a lot of America, and you basically can't function as an adult without the ability to do it in in some places. Mm-hmm. Or it, it is a significant um, or have any sort of social social. Yeah, it can hold you back significantly, yeah. and it's it's really unfortunate <clears throat> that that is the case. I mean, yeah, where I lived in Connecticut, um, I lived in a very sort of rural rural area, and I specifically did not live near anyone I was friends with. Mm-hmm. So if I ever wanted to go see anyone, 
um, I had to get myself there because yeah. no one was going to come to my house There's and no pick city me bus. up. No, and also, yeah, there was no public transport yeah. um, at all. So, and also, like, if I wanted to have a job or do anything extracurricular, mm-hmm. sports or musicals or any of that stuff, I had to be able to get myself to those things. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> The, uh, uh, my dad didn't, you know, like my my mom couldn't drive me. Ever. Yeah, she had a job. People my dad busy. had a job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, uh, the yeah. But I mean, your anxiety associated with driving is uh, is f- good. Yes, it is warranted. <laughs> uh, it is the most, it, as you know, it is the most dangerous thing that young people do. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, it, it is less dangerous automatically because you are anxious about it because mm-hmm. you are going to be careful about it mm-hmm. uh the in general like the the blanket advice is if you have to do something that you're anxious about doing it is the only way to yes. get less anxious about it yep and you the more you do it the less it. anxious you will feel i mean i i remember i mean feeling... i don't know i don't know where you live yeah but i would take yourself somehow to a place that is more safe yeah to begin driving. Do a lot of driving around in neighborhoods. Yep. Below 20 miles per hour. Slow places with not a lot of other cars and not a lot of other things mm-hmm. to challenge you. Um, yeah, and just get comfortable with the actual, like, being in a car in the driver's seat. Yeah. And, you know, take it as slow as you need to. Yep. I guess. And, uh, uh, and, and, and as far as, like... Rational, Hank. Just to know that, like, all things are percentages. Yeah. And and the, the chances of, you know, sort of normal everyday driving, not being reckless, um, the chances of injury are low. Yeah, um, especially the slower you're going. The slower, yeah. You, the chances of accidents are much higher when you're going slower, but the chances of... Injury. Yeah, injury yeah. are much lower. Mm-hmm. This is a very interesting thing. I mean, I did, I did a bunch of weird research on... Uh, uh, so I read a statistic on the internet that said that uh, women were much more likely to be in car to to be the cause of car accidents than <laughs> men, and I was like, mm, I don't feel good about this statistic. So <laughs> I did a bu- more. I did a bunch of research, and it was fascinating. Um, and it was uh, it wasn't it is indeed true, but they are much less likely to be the cause of deadly accidents. Fatalities. Um, yeah. So women do a lot of neighborhood driving, driving to school, a lot of like distracted. Yeah, like mall parking lot driving, <laughs> like the kind of driving that you're likely to get into an accident in. Supermarkets. Yeah, like like this is where most you know, accidents. Women they go and shopping. <laughs> they driving their kids around. Yeah, and they also have like the most distracting thing you can possibly have in a car, yeah. which is a child. Yes. Uh, uh, but. But, uh, you know, what, what, are we, what do we want to measure here? The number yeah. of fender benders or the number of, like, deaths? Because totally. men are responsible for many more actual, de- like, serious car accidents. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fascinating. And one of those things where you're like, boy, statistics, they can say anything. Sure. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, neighborhood driving is very safe. And, uh, and it is all... And the, whatever happened to you, and I'm sorry about your accident, um, it's, you know, it's on... You just happened to be statistically very unlucky yep. and uh and that happens that does not mean that that it, it, it seems much more present to you uh because it has happened to you but that does not mean that it is uh as likely as it feels to you mm-hmm. which is an important thing we got another question this one's from aliana who asks why do sesame why do sesame seeds add to a burger 
Why do buns always have sesame seeds? Eliana, I don't know, and I am so so grateful for you to... Uh, for asking. Have you brought this up before? No, I don't think I have. I don't know that I've ever mentioned this anywhere publicly. I can't eat sesame seeds because of my ulcerative colitis. They, they are a trigger food for me that will make my colon really unhappy. And, uh, and so, so like basically sesame seeds are Hank repellent. And like I get, oh man! And they you, just like sprinkle them on stuff willy nilly. Yeah, you no like, thought, no warning. Yeah. Like this is not a garnish. No, it they does add, nothing for the food. They add nothing. Yeah. No, I like I love the flavor of sesame. Sesame is delicious. You can't taste it not when if, it's on a bun. Yeah, like two seeds on a bun. No, no, it is just and like they stick. They're so stuck on because they like paint them on with egg whites or something. Yeah. I don't know, but you can't just brush them off. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I. It is so. So every time I get a sandwich at a restaurant, I have to be like, "Does it have sesame seeds on it? If it does have sesame seeds on it, I'm like, fine. Just give me a freaking salad." Uh, and oftentimes I'll be at places, particularly Asian restaurants, and I, I don't know why, I haven't a hundred percent asked every time. But you get a thing, and it doesn't say anything about sesame seeds, and then it's covered in sesame seeds. Yes, they've so, just they've just thrown yeah. a handful of sesame seeds over your sushi, and you're like, why? Uh, no. Uh, someone, I hope, I hope so much that someone else will eat this because I cannot. Yeah. This episode of Dear Hang John is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is there to help you maintain the kinds of habits that you want to have. For me, I need to have the right kind of food in the house or I will eat whatever. Oreo recently sent me some free fancy Oreos. They were weird. I ate all of them. I ate all of them in a week and it was a problem. I can't do that. I need to have healthy, good stuff in the house and Thrive Market can help you have healthy habits. It's a great go-to for all your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online and then like just quickly shipped to the doorstep. It's a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with great ingredients and sourcing methods. They got Amy's, Banza, Burt's Bees, Trobani, Honest Kids, Kind, Mike's Hot Honey, Oatly, Olipop, Poppy, Salt, I've never heard of salt, but it's got two A's in it, so it has to be good. And as a Thrive Market member, you can save money on every single grocery order. On average, you can save over 30% every time. And they also have a deals page that changes every day. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a $60 free gift. I enjoyed my $60 free gift. I was surprised by it, and it was the kind of thing I wouldn't have bought. And then now I'm like on the ghee train. They gave me free ghee. And I was like, I don't know what ghee is. But then I was like, oh, this is great. It's like butter, but it's different and more spreadable. <laughs> Go to thrivemarket.com slash dearhank for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash dearhank, thrivemarket.com slash dearhank. Um, but, but I think that this is just a... Like, fast food is very strange. I was thinking about it yesterday because we were eating at McDonald's. Hmm. And uh, and I realized... What? Nothing. Did, did I, did I let Our me? secret is out! <laughs> uh, and Sometimes you just gotta eat at McDonald's, guys. Uh, yeah, and I was thinking about, like, the food that they have at McDonald's and why it is the way it is. Because I was having an Egg McMuffin. It was nighttime. But I had it... Because they can do that at McDonald's now. Sponsor! Uh, <laughs> they have all day breakfast. It's very exciting. And I was like, why is it like, why is this the thing that I can get? Why is a chicken sandwich and a hamburger? Why are the, the, these the things? Yeah. And it's because they like have this overlap between being what was in the 50s and when like fast food restaurants were starting to happen, what was considered good food 
and what is easily able, what you are easily able to cheaply cook uh, and get and distribute um, with the same limited set of equipment and and easy training for employees. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what the food is at McDonald's. It's stuff that's easy to get to places, easy to train people to cook, and uh, easy, and you don't have to have a new piece of equipment to cook it. Uh, Mm. That's all the stuff. And, uh, And I think that Sesame seeds are there because they add legitimacy to a hamburger. They make it seem like this is, like somebody thought about this. And sesame seeds, like on a baked good, like if you're going to a bakery, like there are these like cocodrios that like have amazing sesame seeds all over them, sesame bagel. And so like it's a thing that like is is indicative of a higher quality item Mm. that I'm sure costs very little money. So it looks higher quality without being functionally different at all, but it looks (laughs) higher quality and doesn't cost much more. And I think that that uh, is a huge, huge part of the sesame seed industry in the world. Window dressing. Yeah, it is psychology. Yeah, psychology. Psychological window dressing. Makes you think you're Yeah. Eating a fa- eating a fancier product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've all I have a lot of thoughts on this, unsurprisingly, <laughs> uh, because I deal with it. Yeah. And this is also a problem for people with diverticulitis. And, yeah, any, uh, any of those. So it's it's bowel disorders. It, it's not a huge problem uh, globally. Uh, you know, I understand that there are other food issues that are more significant <laughs> than, sure. than my uh, than my sesame seed problem. But uh, I yes, mm. I I am a frustration. I am a frustration. You are a frustration. All right, Hank. You want another question? Give me one. This one's also kind of about food. It's from Rabia, Rabia, Rabia. Okay. Dear Hank and Catherine, so we got cheesy pepperoni pizza delivered to our house the other day. Sounds delicious. Sounds I great. want I want it. Mm-hmm. Extra pepperoni. Mm, mm. Crispy and amazing. Mm. Oh, God. It was delicious, and I think my sister would agree, since she slowly reached for the last slice, maintaining solid eye contact, her face cold and unsmiling. An almost threatening gesture. That took a turn. How can we learn to forgive people and move on when we know they have intentionally hurt us? (laughs) (laughs) Why do we even have, why do we even talk? We should just let these people make the jokes. First of all, Rabia, thank you for the beautiful story. I was transported to another place. <laughs> I could see that pizza. Mm-hmm. I could I could taste it and smell it. It's so crispy. And then I saw your sister's betrayal. Yeah, I saw the face. Mm. Yeah, cold, intentional. Well, I I think that there's uh, I think you should steal her ball. <laughs> I think there's only one thing you can do. <laughs> Take. To follow, follow. I think it was Laura's lead, and uh, steal, steal that. No, it wasn't Laura. Dang it, dang Natalie. it, Natalie, Natalie's lead. Steal that ball. Take it. Don't, don't even let her know where it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's one way to handle it. Just retribution. Yeah. Sure. Steal her boyfriend. Um. <laughs> what does she love? Destroy it. <laughs> Yeah. Does she have a collection of porcelain horses? <laughs> <laughs> Put them in the blender. Crush them. <laughs> to dust. Dust. 
and then mix them in with her hot cocoa. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> that would be really, really nefarious. Yeah, that never would mind. Be... Don't do that. Really, wow. don't do that. That's Catherine, like woof. that's like tiny, tiny pieces of glass in your drink. You yeah, know? no, you don't want tiny Ooh, pieces no, of glass no, no, in your no, drink. No, you also don't want to be that person. <laughs> I want to tell a story about Catherine one time. Can I tell this story about you? Yes. You know what I'm going to tell? Yes. Oh, man. So Catherine did an internship at a, at a wildlife rehab place. And she was living in a dorm, basically, with a bunch of other people. And uh, there's this guy in the dorm that Catherine really didn't like. He was really annoying, and he was difficult, and he was mean, and... I can't even really remember. I agree. Like, I met him, and I also really did not... Of why I disliked him. But yes. He was um, not a... Yes, he was an unpleasant person, and he was I very... I try not to think about him. Yeah. You know? It's not a thing I really want to maintain and, a memory of. And I was visiting Catherine at this <clears throat> dorm, and she admitted to me that she would... Uh, <laughs> when no one was looking, squeeze his fruit. <laughs> Go into the shared kitchen area. And I would just, like, squeeze all his pears. <laughs> so that they would get brown spots... <laughs> It's awful. <laughs> so bad. Just, you, you never want to get there with a person. I wasn't in a good place. To, to fruit squeezing. <laughs> it was a very stressful time in my life. I know, I know. Uh, I know. <laughs> You're not proud. Not proud. <laughs> uh, anyway, but it was, yeah, it wasn't a... I'm so, I'm so very passive... <laughs> <laughs> Aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of door slamming in my life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And mm. uh, it's just important to keep those lines of communication open so that yeah, uh, we don't well, get to fruit squeezy fa- phase. Yeah, you know, but you know, I didn't care about <clears throat> maintaining a relationship with this person. So no. So it's not like I was really just going to have a conversation with him about not leaving his dirty things everywhere and yeah. just... Stop! Stop being a terrible person. Yeah. Um. Anyway, one of communal one of living the... is a challenge. Yes, communal living is a huge challenge. Um, oh boy, is it? Yeah. I'm glad I only have to do that with one other person. Yeah. Yep. Um. Um. Yeah. We we do we, we do it pretty well. We do it pretty well. I have another question. Oh, good. Yeah. Bring uh, so, it on. So, so squeeze squeeze or fruit is the answer to the question. <laughs> I. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, like... Don't squeeze our fruit. No, no, but, like, something that is really inconsequential but will make you feel better. Yeah. You know? Like, just go unfold all of her t-shirts or something. Oh, no, I disagree. <laughs> yeah, you but just it's gotta not, let it go. No, it's just inconvenient, but you'll feel better. You gotta let it go. Mm. You gotta let it go. You gotta ask yourself, you know what I could do is just order another pizza and there would be more pizza. <laughs> like, like there's not a limited amount of pizza in your okay, town. Okay, I guess that's true. <laughs> there's other there's other pizza in the world. There will be more pizza, I guess. Uh, you just gotta you gotta let it go. This, this question's from Lydia, who asks, "Dear Hank, you can unfold all our t-shirts." <laughs> who asks, "Dear Hank and Catherine." Um, and this question is for both of us, though it oh. says this question is for Hank, but it is about Montana. Oh. Uh, she's just been accepted into a summer program at Montana State University. It's, she's super excited, but uh, she's also scared because she lives in Amsterdam and the Netherlands and has no idea what to expect from Bozeman, Montana. It's pretty different, right? 
Yes. Then, 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 yes. Then Amsterdam? Yes, correct. It's pretty different than Missoula, actually. <laughs> so, Hank, what's Montana like? What should I do there? Will I be able to do things without a driver's license? And most importantly, how many sides do bananas have in Montana? Uh. Anything you can tell me about this epic looking place would be very much appreciated. All right. Uh, yes, bananas, interestingly, are clones, and so they look the same everywhere in the world, at least for now, until the blight kills them all. You can watch about that on SciShow. Uh, wow. So, yeah, bananas look the same here, uh, unless you're talking about a different species of banana. Pluggy. Uh, well, yeah, and I'm Hank GRE on Snapchat. Oh, boy. Anyway, um... Montana, Catherine. <sighs> yeah, uh... I mean, have you ever been to the United States? Is yeah. this your first introduction? Yeah. Like, um... I've never been to Amsterdam, so I don't really know, but I, I have some ideas about it. Do you like beer? <clears throat> we really like beer here. That's yeah, a big part of the first, culture. First of all, you're gonna have to start drinking espresso mm-hmm. and beer. <laughs> Well, um, she may have just just been accepted into school, so she probably technically can't drink in America. Oh. But it's MSU, so right. you're probably gonna have beer around. That's a good point. Unless that's not uh, your whatever. unless that's yeah. not your bag, you probably no. find people who are into whatever you're into. The thing is, I don't really know much about Bozeman. I don't know that much about Bozeman. I do not know. Except that Ingrid is there right now. How? Not she's not there. She's just nearby. Anyway, (laughs) I don't know how easy it is to get around in that town without a car. But I bet you could do it. Um, Yeah. They they tend to be smaller towns. You just have to pick where you live carefully. Yep. And also what you want to do on a daily basis. Yeah. There is a website called WalkScore. Oh, yeah. That's and, good. And, uh, and so if you're looking for apartments, you will She's want... probably going to live on campus. Yeah. yeah. It's a, if you live on campus, then you will probably be set without a car. You'll have friends who have cars, and, and campus will probably be near most of the services you need. Unless you want to go out to, like, go to Walmart or yeah. a movie theater or something. Then you will need someone's car. But if you want yeah, food... Yeah, Bozeman is certainly more sprawling than Missoula. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a downtown area. But and, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, what should you do here? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, in any new place, like, the trick is finding a group of people who have, like, sort of a similar outlook and values as you. And that, <laughs> you know, that might be a struggle uh, because there are more American, sort of, like, gung-ho American types uh, in Bozeman. Yes, they're more conservative yeah. uh, type people. Yes. But um, you will be going to a college, and yeah. so there will be plenty of yeah. plenty of um, not that. Sure. But you're real close to Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. You should go so to Yellowstone Go to Yellowstone. I with mean, friends, maybe, because that requires a, a lot, car. But, like, yeah, um, it's it can be expensive to get in. Um you pay per car, but so the more car. people you have that go with you... The cheaper it is. The better. And you can also... It's a week-long pass, I believe, once you pay to get into the park. Mm-hmm. So make make a make a longer trip out of it. Don't just plan on going down there for a day or something. Also, because it's huge and you won't be able to see anything and you'll be really stressed out. <laughs> yeah, if you try to get it all into one day. <clears throat> yeah. Um... But yeah. And also, I don't know, do you like to fish? Try that out. Or hike. Um, There's yeah, great go, hiking go all hiking, over. But there are bears there, so make sure you bring a bear bell and, and bear spray. Um, <laughs> people get they do, mauled by them do, over there. They do sometimes get killed that by bears. That doesn't happen 
here in Missoula so much. <laughs> it's true. We have not had any maulings uh, since we've been here. Um, it's a different landscape a bit. Yeah. Um, it's the other side of the Continental Divide. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Just explore the landscape. Like, yeah. Go as many places as you can if you can find someone to take you there since you can't drive. <laughs> I don't but it's a, it's a lovely town to walk around in. Sure. Um, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, do you have a uh, I don't know what time of year you're going to be there. It's going to be winter. Make sure you bring a lot of coats. It's cold. It's cold. Lots of <laughs> snow. There'll be lots of snow. And if you like skiing, that is a thing that lots of people do there. Sure. That that can also be expensive, though. So yes. what kind of college student budget allows for going to the skiing I don't know. time? I don't know. Um, Different strokes. Yeah. It's hard to answer... Because I don't know what you want to do. Yeah. Well, I think we gave a, I think we gave <laughs> what, a pretty good what overview. Is, what are you coming here to do? She didn't say. Oh, just just go to school? Yeah. She's super excited. That's a weird decision. She said that uh, she's excited about the epic looking place. So, it is epic looking. Big mountains. It's a beautiful valley. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> don't get into the sports, though. The football is too much. It's too much. It's just too much. Yeah. We got a lot. Like, we don't have any national football teams in Montana, so it's all about the college, and it just it rubs me the wrong way, you guys. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> don't hurt us. We Don't hurt us, but, you know, everybody in Missoula knows we've had some issues. We've had some issues. Yeah. Uh, and it's really frustrating. Um, uh, you've got another question for us, Catherine? I, I, sure. This one's from Emmett. Emmett? Yeah. Dear John Hank and Hank John. Um, <laughs> and Catherine. And Catherine. A few years ago, I dated a rapper. Oh, cool. I now count him among my most amicable exes, but on account of the fact that breakups suck and I initiated ours, he wrote a song about me in the immediate aftermath that is, he confesses, somewhat harsh. When we were dating, he offered me veto power over any lyrics about me, which I declined on the principle that respecting each other's creative freedom was important in a relationship between artists. He's generously floated the same offer about the post-breakup song before it's committed to posterity in his upcoming album. I am still firm in my principles, so my answer hasn't changed. What has changed is that I don't want to hear the song at all. In fact, I dread it. I can accept that the song will be out in the world, but I don't want it in my world. I plan on immediately deleting it from my copy of the album and stepping out for an imaginary cigarette if I go to a live show. Having a song written about you is a pretty cool experience, so it's ridiculous to duck out of that just because it might hurt some very... So is it ridiculous to duck out of that just because it might hurt some very old feelings? He accepts my decision, but it still feels a bit sticky, especially as I'm creating some merch related to the new album for him. Please, I implore your dubious advice as to whether I come off as perfectly reasonable or an emotional coward in this scenario. Emmett, you come off as perfectly reasonable. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to have feelings about things that happened in the past. It's feelings are all right. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, Catherine accepts the legitimacy of feelings. <laughs> yep. And as should you and as should your ex. Yeah, I... And I mean it... And I... Yeah. Uh, are you worried about... I'm I, I'm confused about why you're worried about this. Yeah. Like, are you worried that he's going to right, but, react badly to your reaction, or that other people are going to yeah. see you leaving and be like, "Oh, he's leaving because this song is about him." And 
Um, uh, I wouldn't worry about either of those things. No. I think you. Uh, it is fine to yeah. <laughs> to take steps to protect yourself. Um. Yeah. To, yeah. No, that's fine. And, and I like. And it's. I mean, I'm mostly. I'm just a little worried that you still have such a close relationship with this person it seems like <laughs> yeah. but that's okay that's fine it's, it's I, gonna be fine yeah. yeah i don't know how long ago this breakup was or anything so no, how bad it was yeah, yeah he says it's amicable so yeah. um yeah i i i think that you are both being very healthy in this situation and i i think that um if your ex feels like you are behaving strangely like it is fine to say, like, it just, you know, it's it's emotional for me to hear that song. And so, like, if I don't want to have a bunch of emotions right now, which I don't always want right. when I'm at a club, yeah, then I, like, then I'm not going to listen to it. Uh-huh. And, like, <clears throat> but, like, but at the same time, like, I, like, I, you know, like, you in this situation are being really supportive of creative endeavor. And that's very healthy and, and fantastic. And, like, it's a cool outlook that you seem to both have on the situation. Um so good, good job. Yeah, I think uh, I like this question think, basically because I think you're handling things yeah, fine. Because I think you got all the yeah. I like this question because <laughs> it's just like, hello, I'm handling a difficult situation in a very healthy way. Can we talk about that for a little bit? Yes, let's do that. And let, let's talk about you, you handling a healthy, <laughs> you handling a difficult thing in a healthy way. I feel good now. Good job. Yeah, people make good decisions sometimes. <laughs> Not always what we get here on Dear Hang and John. An easy one. Um, yeah, I, uh, it's, yep, well-worded question and everything. Yeah, you read that whole thing. It was a long one. It was long. I, I was like, okay, I'm still reading it. <laughs> you did good. You're better at reading than me. Whew. We got another question. This one's from Nicole, who asks, Dear Hank and Catherine, this one senior, I'm a freshman, has complimented my giraffe love shirt on two different occasions. It makes me wonder if he's a nerd fighter. However, I wear my DFTBA sweatshirt every day to school, and he's never said anything about that. Is he a nerd fighter, or does he just really like giraffes? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well, I think, I think it's probably guessing that he really likes giraffes. Sounds to me like he really likes giraffes and also love. And love and also probably you. Maybe also he thinks you're cute, but do not Be engage. Careful. Do not engage. Do not engage freshman senior complicated power dynamic. No. Do not engage. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Catherine's got a, got a grown face. She's, <sighs> yeah, we've all seen it. We've all seen that imbalanced power dynamic. I just don't think it's good. Anyway, you didn't ask about that at all. I didn't. Um, I don't think he's a nerd fighter either. Yeah. But because it's possible that he just doesn't know he is yet. That's right. So next time he compliments it, you should hand him a piece of paper <laughs> <laughs> or something that says... Maybe you'd enjoy this website. DFTBA.com, where you can buy this shirt. No. HTTP colon slash slash YouTube.com slash Vlogbrothers. <laughs> Nobody puts HTTP in. No, I don't know thing. why you were doing that. I don't either. Triple dub, as they say on the old person radio. Oh, God. Yeah, you never heard that? Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, that gives me all kinds of gross feelings. Yeah, it's gross. I, I heard that on. I heard that on, when I was at your parents' house. There was a oh, there was a, te- a tech support program on the AM radio. 
Uh, it was like how to use your computer and like oh, it was like computer they were advice. So clever. Well, and this is clearly a person who like actually knows what they're talking about, but also knows that their audience does not. Uh, it was very interesting to listen to, and um, I will never forget it. <laughs> um, I, I just want to say that that shirt like is so a, many things is that a, happen at my parents' house yes it's a great shirt and uh, I designed it so <laughs> thank you I'm, I just want to uh, uh, say thank you to both you and that random senior uh, and giraffes and giraffes thank you to giraffes and uh, also other people who have also had the thought of making a heart shape out of giraffe necks that which, is not yes which is not a thing that Hank Owns. Yes. Uh, yeah, the ter- I, I often will get people being like, did you see they copied your design? And I'm like, it's a, it's a giraffe. It's a couple of giraffes making a heart. Yeah. Like, that's a, yeah, that's, that's gonna not happen. original. That's going to happen. <clears throat> uh, did not come up with that one all by yourself. I sure didn't. This podcast, Hank, yes? is brought to you by giraffes. Oh. Yeah, they're uh, tall. They got long necks. And uh-huh. they eat leaves. Correct. They're great. They can make heart shapes with their necks. And they drink each other's pee. Yeah. They're giraffes. I mean... They will make your life more interesting. (laughs) They certainly did to us. I mean, frankly, not only is this podcast brought to you by giraffes, but in a way, the entire Vlogbrothers Enterprises is brought to you by giraffes. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. If you check out our most most viewed videos. This episode of Your Hank and John is also brought to you by the warmth of your dog or cat. Uh, The warmth of your dog or cat. Uh, Just remember... That they feel you as a cold sack of human flesh. <laughs> this episode of Dear Hank and John is brought to you by your sibling's ball. <laughs> <laughs> that came out different than you wanted. Your si- <laughs> nope. Your sibling's ball. Maybe you should just give it back. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> if you really want it. And finally, of course, this episode of Dear Hank and John is brought to you by Sesame Seeds, Mm-mm. the American no, Association I'm for Sesame right Seeds. Now. This brought is not not brought to you by Sesame Seeds because they can go away. <laughs> this episode of Dear Hank and John is finally brought to you by Good Decisions. Oh yes, Good Decisions. A healthy you decision making. You are able to make them. <laughs> <laughs> And when you do, we are proud of you. Yes. Well done. Write us write us your question and say, I was in a difficult situation and made a good decision. And we'll just be like, good job. Thank you. Well done, you. All right. Uh, what, a, what a wonderful episode of Dear Hang Channel we have had thus far. Do you want to do uh, a couple more questions? Uh, I suppose we could do questions. Or is it time for the news from AFC Wimbledon and Mars? What time is it? <clears throat> oh, it's it's totally wow, wow! That flew by. We, it is time for the news from AFC Wimbledon and Mars. Geez, Catherine, I well, didn't realize Hank, how how time how time we had gone. How time we had gone. Yes, it does ha- had gone without us experiencing it sometimes. <laughs> um, well, the news from AFC Wimbledon is not I is not great. Um, hopefully, oh. this is the newest news. <laughs> Uh, Good. I'm proud of you already, Catherine. From the 8th of March. Okay. Uh, That was two days ago. That's new. Sure. That's got to be accurate. Um, Unfortunately, AFC Wimbledon lost their game to the Bristol Rovers. Oh, no. 3-1. And they are currently in 7th. 
Oh, well, that's still that's still good. Seventh, I think, is inside of the going up. Still, to thing. still within the possible um, possible promotion, mm-hmm. but uh, cha- more challenging. More challenge. What happened uh, in the game, Catherine? Well, I just refreshed this freaking page, and it has it is taking extremely long to load. <laughs> um, but once it loads, I will tell you all kinds of things that happened. Something. Indeed, did happen. <laughs> Several, at least four <laughs> distinct goals happened. Yep, yep. Uh, Jermaine Easter nodded rovers ahead from Lee Brown's cross before oh. Ollie Clark doubled the lead with a low right-footed shot. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. John Meads' header gave Wimbledon hope. Oh, John Meads, go John Meads. Yeah, but Matt Taylor's 12-yard finish, his 19th of the season, sealed victory. I feel like this was plagiarized. Mm, Sorry, BBC (laughs) sport website. Wimbledon, who are seventh, as I said, had substitute Adebayo Akinfenwa sent off for descent. Oh, no. Descent? Descent? Like like it's World War II? I don't know what that means. What is descent? (laughs) In the ranks? He descent. He descended. Anyway, they're at uh, they're at fifty three points. Oh, that's, that's which is good. tied with Leighton Orient, mm. but they have a better, a goal. better goal differential. Yeah. So that's why they're in seventh place. But uh, you know, things they're four points behind their nearest. Mm-hmm. You can make that up. Yeah, it's possible, I suppose. But they're not going to get into that top three. <clears throat> mm, I do not think it is going to happen this year. All right, Catherine. Well, the news the, from... That is the end of the news from AFC All Wimbledon. Right. Thank God. <laughs> right. All right, Catherine. This is uh, the news from Mars. Uh, the Mars Reconnaissance Orver, Orbiter... Orbiter... What is the it? The Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter... Okay. Uh, ...celebrates its 10th anniversary t- today, when we record this, several oh. days previously. On Thursday, March 10th. Uh, and the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter has been doing amazing research on Mars, taking... Pictures with a number of different instruments of the surface of Mars uh, that have increased. Is this a satellite? It is a satellite around the around the planet of Mars. Correct, the oh. planet of Cecilia, <laughs> <laughs> also known as Mars, <laughs> which you designate Mars. <laughs> that, was, that was a joke only for Sparks Nevada fans. Uh, I can't believe I've never made a Sparks Nevada joke in all of this time. Seriously. Of doing... Uh, Tell me more about Galut Proctar. <laughs> which you designate Mars. Everyone calls it Mars. Everyone calls it Mars. Galut Proctar. <laughs> if you've never heard the Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast, you should totally check it out. It's amazing. It is a uh, old-timey radio podcast. Old-time radio. In, a new, it is a new-time podcast in the style of old-time radio. There it is. There it is. He I remembered. It is, no longer, it is no longer a thing that is happening, but there's lots of old episodes in there. Absolutely delightful. So delightful. So delightful. So delightful. Also recommend Beyond Belief. Yes. Um, with Paget Brewster and Paul F. Tompkins. Top, top quality Hilarity. Top quality hilarity. Um, anyway, um, so the rover is 10 years old. Orbiter. Or, right. It is orbiting, not, the, on, not on the surface. The orbiter. Um, it has lasted five times longer than they expected it to last. That is amazing. And it has been amazing because as we have found out more stuff, it, we have been able to focus on areas of Mars and do research like on those streaks of water that mm. we have recently mm. identified. Is that how we got those images? That is how we got those from images. From the orbiter. Oh, yeah, good. So if we did not have... 
if it had not lasted as long as it did, we would not have been able to do that research, and we would not know that there was liquid water on the surface of Mars sometimes for brief amounts of time. Fascinating. Fascinating. Thank you. Good work. Thank you to all the project scientists at the MRO team. Thank you to the orbiter itself, uh, which is obviously... Does it have a name? The MRO, the Mars for Cod. No, No, it doesn't get get like curiosity or Mm. opportunity spirit. Can we call it Fred? Uh, Sure. Call it Sparks. Good work, Sparks. (laughs) Sparks is good. (laughs) No, Sparks is kind of bad. You don't want you don't want an orbiter to spark. No. In space. No. Um, uh, It has also uh, given us a much uh, better look at the surface of Mars. So that Croach, yeah, (laughs) Croach, the orbiter, has also given us a a much better look at the surface of Mars, so that we can better plan missions to Mars and uh, and had a better ability to land in the places where we wanted to land safely, Mm. uh, which we did with curiosity. So thank you to the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter for your 10 years of service and all the people on those teams. And congratulations. Well, well done. What did we learn today, Catherine? Oh, boy. Is it that time already? We did. I just deleted all my notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't realize. I did, forgot about that part of the podcast. <laughs> oh, Well, Hank, we learned that it's okay to have anxiety about driving, but if you got to learn to do it, you got to do it. You got to do it. That is the only way to be less anxious about the things that you do. And that goes for... Pretty much everything. Pretty much everything. Yep. Uh, we learned that your dog or cat hates it when you touch them. Oh. But they have no way of knowing that uh, they're just so stalwart. They're good at just dealing with and it. And good at dealing dealing with it. <laughs> I don't you. If they didn't like it, they would leave. That's true. That's true. That's what I always tell my cat. If you don't if like I'm it. Like, if I'm bothering her, I'm like... Then you leave. Can, you can just go away. Then leave. <laughs> so, yes, cats and dogs. Uh, they find us to be sacks of flesh, but they don't mind. But they don't mind. We also learned that sesame seeds are from the devil. They're from the devil. Sesame seeds. Who needs them? Just sprinkle them in the fire. <laughs> and the fire and brimstone... <laughs> Sesame seeds. I love, honestly, like, it is one of the things that I miss the most. I do love sesame seeds, and I love sesame-flavored things, but I just, you can't taste them. So why? Why? If you're going to use a sesame seed, put them in, like, a sesame stick that tastes like sesame. Mm-hmm. Yep. Poor sesame seeds. Poor sesame seeds. Poor Hank. Poor me. Um, poor Hank. We learned that sometimes you'll want to do petty things to pay your sister back for eating the cheesy pizza, but you probably shouldn't just go squeeze her fruit and unfold all of her laundry. You should just let it go. Catherine does not look committed to this line of of thought. She she said it, but her eyes her eyes did not agree. We learned the last thing we learned is that my wife a little bit vindictive. <laughs> she doesn't, and I probably should put my cups away. Don't cross me. Should probably put my cups away, you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dear Hank and Catherine. And also sometimes Dear John and Hank and Dear Hank and John. Yes. Um, it has been a great time having you with us. If you have questions, you can send, send them, them to Dear Hank and John. Dear, nope. dear nope. Hank and John. Just yes. plain Hank and John at gmail.com. Uh, we are also on Twitter. John is John Green. I am Hank Green. Do you want to tell people what your Twitter is? No. 
<laughs> Don't follow me on social media. I say nothing interesting. Uh, and um, you can send them to us on the Patreon and through right. SoundCloud. Yes, thanks and for the Patreon support. Thanks for your Patreon support. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. Uh, much appreciated by our editor, who is Nicholas Jenkins. Our intern, who is Claudia Morales. Um, our theme music is by Gunnarola. And as they say in our hometown... Don't, Don't forget, forget to be, to be awesome. awesome.